We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From Nathan Milton, could, should, long snapper be, wait. That's Lorenzo Styles. Oh, Lorenzo Styles. I'm sorry. LS is a long snapper. What are you doing, Michael Vince in the safety? What are you talking about? Well, I saw a lead safety at the end. I'm like, okay. Could, should, Lorenzo Styles be an elite safety? No, I don't. I don't think I, I, could he? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if he can be an elite receiver at this point. I mean, I I have no idea. The, yeah. the reason I would never say safety and really project safety is because he's never played it, at least with corner. We've seen him play corner. So I'm played in high school and he's pretty good at it. That's the position yeah. Ohio state wanted him to play. I just, I can't then project him to a safety. I, I just, I don't, I, I think there's corner. It would be a much easier transition for a Clarence Lewis or a Ryan Barnes or even a chance Tucker to make than it would be for, Lorenzo Styles, I I feel like doing that, Nathan, would be moving him to fill a need as opposed to putting him somewhere where you think he's got a chance to thrive. That that would that would be it. And I just you know, now maybe he moves to corner, and he shows some things that then make you think, dude. You know, next year you lose DJ, maybe you lose Ramon, and all of a sudden you're thinking, man, Lorenzo could go play, could go play in corner safety and be a stud. Sure. But I'd want it to be proved by what he does. I, I wouldn't just throw him over there now. I don't I don't think yeah. that'd be fair to him. Yeah. Agreed I could be wrong, but that's just kind of how I see it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Irish for life. Says B. Ryan, what are your favorite non-alcoholic beers? I have never had an alcoholic beer or a non-alcoholic beer, so I couldn't tell you. We we did give a kid when I was in high school at a party a bunch of O'Doul's, which is a non-alcoholic beer, and but we didn't tell him it was non-alcoholic, and he thought he was drunk, which was pretty hysterical. Yeah. But I no, I don't. I don't drink. I don't partake in non-alcoholic beers if I'm drinking beer. It is a. It's a beer. You like your alcoholic piss water, right, Ryan? You like your piss water. I'm, at, I'm actually, I'm actually not a huge beer guy, man. Okay. I'm more of a, I'm more of a whiskey bourbon type of dude. So, gotcha. Yeah. It's like if something smells like piss, I'm not going to drink it. And that's <laughs> just. I remember the first time I ever smelled a beer. I was about 11, 12 years old. My mom was working the bar at a, a friend of hers' wedding, and she was like, "Hey, Brian, take this over to the, to the, uh, the wedding party or something like that," because she knew yeah. I was going to drink it. I was. You know, but I remember smelling them. Thinking, this smells like this smells terrible. Like, how do people drink this? It smells beer, awful. Beer doesn't smell good. You're right. No, You're not wrong there. No, and it looks like what I do in the toilet when I, you know, I mean, it's just like so hard pass, hard pass. Yeah. So, like, I don't like the taste of coffee, but at least coffee smells good when you're brewing it. It does smell good. You know, just oh, yeah, I'm not a beer. Now, I've been told my wife likes sort of the um, the fancier beers. She doesn't like like Budweiser and Bud Light. So yeah. like boycott. It doesn't matter. We won't buy it anyway. I don't give a rip, you know. Uh, but uh, she doesn't do like cores and natty lights and Milwaukee Bass or anything. Oh like man, that. natty lights was a yeah. uh, was a special when I was in college. Here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh I mean, so I've never I mean she but she likes like uh Guinness and stuff like that. She likes those kind of like well, I don't know what you call. What do you call those, Ryan? Like What's imported that? beers or whatever. I don't know. Oh, imported. But yeah, the darker craft stuff. Beers? The darker stuff. Oh, I guess. yeah. I don't know yeah. what that is. Just a dark beer. Just a dark yeah. beer. So she yeah. she likes them, but I just you know. I, I I like I like beer with a little bit of citrus hints to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I know that's not the yeah. manliest thing I could ever say in the world, but you know, it is what yeah. it is. I'm not I'm not a beer guy. I'm really not. Like if I'm going yeah. out to a bar or something, I'm probably getting a. I'm probably getting a jameson on yeah. the rocks or jameson sour yeah. like just getting something easy like yeah. that, so. <laughs> ryan this is a response i always get from people when they're trying to convince me to try beer they say beer is an acquired taste it is smart to acquire a taste for a cheap one if you're going to drink it more things but why would i need to acquire it like if i have to acquire it why would i need to pay to acquire taste like what's the point yeah. I'm, I'm i'm never gonna drink to get drunk i've never been drunk it's just not it's just not my thing if I'm going to drink something, I want it to taste good. That's the only reason I would consume a, a beverage. So if it, if it doesn't, if I have to acquire the taste, I just don't understand the point, you know? So, um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's not my thing, man. My, my, my dad's thing. a, uh, my dad's a Molson ice guy. He's a madman. He 
She likes the Canadian beer. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. <laughs> It's not so, my flavor, yeah. man. I drink a couple yeah, of those. I'm like, my eh. man Antoine, right. Ryan, I'm hurt, man. I'm really hurt Bye. right now. My man Antoine said, don't let him shame you, Ryan. I'll drink a beer with you. He's un-American. I'm hurt, Antoine. Yeah, man. I'm hurt. You call me un-American because I don't like beer? I'm I'm a little sad right now, my man. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm Antoine, if you want to come out to uh, South Bend this weekend, yeah. man, I'll drink a beer with you too, sir. Go for drink it. a beer with you. Yeah, yeah. I-, I won't. <laughs> It's not personal. I'm not drinking we can, beer with you just hang out though. We can still hang out. Yeah. You know? I always I was I mean, look, I went to parties in college. I I would be that guy that shows up with two Mountain Dews in his front pocket and two Gatorades in his back pocket. I have no <laughs> problem going out. I just don't have the desire to drink alcohol. So just always been kind of my thing. Even before I was a Christian, I never didn't drink alcohol. It's not that I judge it, it's just I'll be honest with you, Ryan. For me, it's like I have a I have a, a very um addictive personality. So yeah. like I'll, I'll start. And like when I worked at Texas roadhouse back when I was a youth pastor, it's like, I just get into these habits where every night after work, I had to stop at McDonald's and get a chocolate milkshake from the McDonald's was open like till two, two o'clock in the morning. And I just get into those kind of those things where it's like, it'd be just, it's a habit. I, I develop habits when it comes to, to, to things that I consume alcohol food wise. Like I could eat, if I can find a food that I like, like I, I make homemade chicken parm and I, I mean, uh, chicken Alfredo and I love it. I could literally make it every single day and I'd be happy. And my wife, she can't do that. She barely likes yeah. leftovers. She needs something different every day. And so that was just something I made at a very young age where I was like, number one, I'm a control freak. I don't like not being in control. And that's what, and I've seen in my family what alcohol can do to people in that regard. That was just a personal thing. But it's also like I have a very addictive personality where if I like something, I want it all the time. And that. that's definitely not something that I wanted to develop that for. So that's a personal decision. It's very fair. And very fair. like my wife and I had to have a lot of debates because she'll, she'll drink a, a beer. So she likes a glass of wine. I don't consume alcohol at all. And it took her a couple years in our marriage to be comfortable having a glass of wine with me because she just looked at it as like judgment on my end. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's just personal choice. Just like I don't like ketchup. Doesn't mean I judge you for liking ketchup. It just you don't, means like, I don't, you don't like ketchup. ketchup? No, I anything. never knew that. No, never knew that. Don't like mustard. Don't like any of that stuff. I'm not really a mustard guy either. Yeah, mayo. Yeah, like the only ketchup. thing I'll have mayo in is tuna fish. But for the yeah. most part, like steaks and chicken, if, if you make me a piece of chicken that I need to put barbecue sauce on or something like that, then you didn't make the chicken right. You know what I mean? Unless it's cooked on, into the chicken, right? But if I got to so dip do you, it What do you have steak, on a – what do you put on a burger? Well, it depends. I made a smash burger the other day, and I didn't put yeah. any salt seasoning on it because the, the the way you cook it, it cooks so fast, and the juices are so thick, and it just has great flavor to it. But I put cheese, bacon, and lettuce. That's it. But normally on a burger, I'll put just salt, a little bit of salt. And um, I, I did have one burger rub on it, but my wife isn't eating sugar right now, so I was looking at the instructions. Like, well, can't put this on there because it has sugar in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, you salt and pepper, but like steak. I got a really good steak seasoning, but like if I, if you serve me a steak and I need a one for that steak, then you didn't make the steak right. Oh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't put of, anything on, I don't yeah. put anything on steak. I, I kind of feel that way. Like about chicken, if you make me chicken and it, and I need to put barbecue sauce on it, it's a dip. Then you didn't make it right. Unless that's the intent. Like, Hey, I'm making this because we're going to dip it, whatever. But like, Oh man, we went to, uh, we went to, when I was in, we were in Disney, we went to Disney Springs and they have this um, place called chicken guys. It's like Guy Fieri. That's like the chef guy, you yeah. know, they, so you get these chicken tenders, Brian. You can get like fried chicken tenders or you can get some regular chicken tenders. And he has like 20-something different sauces there, man. And so you would hate that, but I loved yeah. it. I was like, give me some 
Give me some lemon pepper. I want some of that. There was um, oh, what was like if it's cooked Perry, into the cherry chicken, sauce. But if it's cooked into the chicken, like if you go to if you go to um, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings or a wing place, yeah, and you yeah. get a certain flavor of chicken, but like that's part of the the marinade or the sauce. What sure. I'm saying is like if you cook me a chicken breast, yeah, and I have to cut it up and put it in a barbecue sauce to taste good, then you didn't make it right. I may still use barbecue sauce, but it's because I like the flavor of barbecue, not because your chicken doesn't taste good enough to have by itself right that's kind of where i'm coming from on it i get that you know i get that so but uh but i like barbecue sauce it's just i want to i want to have the choice of not needing it to still for it to still be edible but uh yeah i haven't made chicken that i need barbecue sauce because i make chicken with things i'll make chicken like i'll make a um uh, a chicken and shrimp alfredo chicken alfredo i'll make it with chicken and rice you know, where I'll put a little garlic salt, garlic powder on it and cook it in olive oil and just mix it with a little bit of rice and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not really a big barbecue guy unless I'm having it like I'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings, stuff like that. But I want it cooked into it. I, I like barbecue. I just I like I, I really what it is. right? I really like the taste of chicken. Like chicken is a really tasty thing to me. And I feel like sometimes barbecue can kind of drown it out a little bit because barbecue is such a sense. strong tangy thing that kind of drowns yeah. out the taste of the chicken um I get that. yeah like a one you know the only thing i'll use a one sauce for is uh i'll go to a, if we go to a steakhouse and like texas my wife and i love to go to texas roadhouse the one out in elkhart and i'll get a one sauce and the lady will kind of look at me and i'm like i swear it's not for my steak but i like it on, i like mushrooms dipped in and uh because i love mushrooms i like mushrooms dipped in barbecue or a one sauce it's actually really good but I, I don't put it on steak. I'm serious. If you give me a steak that I need my A1 sauce for, then I, I want you to make me a new steak because you didn't make it right. But uh, yeah, Ryan, Antoine is just, I have lost, I have lost a friend today. Antoine is no longer my boy. He has disowned me because of, I don't like ketchup. I don't like beer. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have I have lost a friend. You hey, hurt I'm, me, Antoine. I'm, I'm not the biggest me. beer guy, though. I'm really not yeah. the biggest beer guy. But ketchup, yes, give me some ketchup. Yeah, yeah. My 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 yeah. My my wife likes ketchup on a lot of things. My mom likes ketchup with her eggs. Oh no 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 no! We yeah. don't do that. We don't do that yeah. around here. <laughs> we don't do that. Nope. <laughs> Gross. Um, uh, Patrick Frass did. Uh, Frost did actually respond, Ryan, to his okay. to the, the clarification. So I did want to bring that up from earlier. Sure. Patrick says, what, it, what is important as a team to do the players have trust in each other? When you have trust, it eliminates many questions if your mind and it builds upon progress and excellence. That's a, uh, that's a, so that was back to the kind of the quarterback question. You know, Patrick, I, I, I just think sometimes it just depends on who's doing the picking. Yeah. You know, and, and it could just be a thing where, you know, hey, that's my boy and I'm taking my boy or that's the guy that I've worked with all spring. And and honestly, that's part of the reason that I would have Sam Hartman and Tyler Buckner on different teams. I would have them part of the drafting process just to remove the p- potential of there being anything taken from that. You know, so, hey, you're over here, Sam, you're with this team, Tyler, you're with that team and you guys are drafting. So that way, because you know what's going to happen, right? Let's say that both of those are draftable and yeah. they draft Tyler Buckner first. There's going to be that spin on it. Or they draft Sam Hartman first. There's going to be the spin on that. I would just to remove that and say, Sam, you're on this team. Tyler, you're on that team. You guys are part of the drafting process. That's that's, that's where true. I would go. That could get messy. That could get messy to your yeah. points. 
So yeah. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to some more. So thank you for clarifying that, Patrick. I, I do appreciate that. Right, let's get back on track here, Ryan. This question from David Lowe. He said, Brian, would you rather see the receivers and quarterbacks looking great or the defensive line and linebackers looking great in the spring game? I would much rather see the offensive guys look better because I I, I feel like the D-line and the linebackers are at least going to have a baseline here that we know of. It's just, are they going to get even better? Yeah. I, I, I'm i more curious to see like, the offense clicking. The other part, too, is it's just more fun. A spring game's more fun if it's if there's offense happening. It just is. It's a shorter game. It's, it's you know it's April. I don't really want to see my. I don't really care if my defenses are playing lights out. I want to see some. I want to see some action. I want to see some guys getting the ball. I want to see the you know ball moving. I'd much rather. I'd much rather see that. I'd much rather see a little bit more open offense. Yeah, you know, we, we saw yeah. we saw too many games last year with like eighty something passing yards or a hundred passing yards. Like, I, I yeah. want to see the quarterbacks and wide receivers throw the ball around. <laughs> to your point, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's like if if JD Bertrand is just a good player, like he has been over the last couple of years, right? Like that that is a baseline. But yeah. we are projecting, you know, Tobias Merriweather one catch last season. You know, Deion yeah. Colsey not a ton of production. What sixteen career catches or something like that was what he has. Like it's so there's potential, but you haven't seen as much production from those two units, and you're breaking in a new quarterback. So I mean, for me, yeah, I would rather see quarterbacks and wide receivers throwing the ball around a little bit. Yeah. I, the other thing, I, I want to clear up something real quick. Karen brought this up. I just want to make sure, Karen, I'm, Karen, I'm clear. She yeah. says, I don't want to see uh, – there should be no way that that um, Buckner and Hartman should be on the same team. Hopefully they stipulate tomorrow. What I was referring to, Karen, is not so much that they'd be on the same team. I was I meant like if one of them is picked before the other, it can create issues. So what I would do yeah. is I'd put Hartman on one team and Buckner on the other as part of the draft – of the guys that are doing the drafting. And not let them be draftable, so they're on separate teams. Or maybe just mean, let them draft yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I didn't mean <clears throat> that. I'd be worried that they both get drafted on the same team. I would I, because I, what they would do is they would because remember last year they did trades, or they yep. like coaches would then go and say, okay, you don't have a complete roster. We're moving this guy over. You know, they just they still change it around. I meant more of I just don't want them to be draftable at all, sure. and just the. Because you know some, some we and you know you and I both know exactly what site would write it, but there'd be this whole oh Tyler Buckner was picked before Sam Hartman thing, and further evidence oh, yeah. of blah, you know what I mean? And uh, I just don't even want to have to deal with that. To be completely honest with you, so I would not have them drafted. Yeah, I wouldn't yep. have them drafted. Yeah. All right. Let's. A couple get to sites would probably write that honestly, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, and I, and I know which two. I'm talking about too. So yeah, yeah, ridiculous. All right, here we go. Here's one for, here's an interesting one from Irish blooded, right? Irish blooded says, what do you think is more valuable for a returning player spring ball or fall ball? It depends. I mean, there's so many yeah. different questions. Is he a second year returner? Is it a returner like Josh Burnham on well, spring is important. I mean, you got to lay that foundation. If it's a, if it's a cam Hart. One of the things we said before spring ball, even if Cam Hart was cleared to tackle and stuff, I would not have him take on a single block. I would not have him do anything that could potentially get him hurt because I don't care what Sam, what Cam Hart does in March and April. Don't care. Yeah. yeah. Benjamin Benjamin Morrison, I I still need it. He needs that development for the spring. Yeah. You know, so they're 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 at different places. Uh, I I I'm happy that JD Bertrand's having a good spring. I didn't care. I think Jack Kaiser needed it more than JD did. 
because Jack's yeah. playing a little bit more of a unique role. He's 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 doing a few more different things. The emphasis for him is a little bit different. So it depa- it varies kid to kid. It really does. It does. It um, does. This spring is more important for Blake Fisher than it is for Joe Walt, in my opinion. My I had one goal for Joe Walt this spring. Don't get hurt. Yes. That's it. That's it. You know? Um, so, it, you know, it's way more, this spring's way more important for Billy Shrout than it is for Zeke Corral. So it, yeah. it just depends. It, it depends. But spring yeah. is an important period for just about everybody. It's just your emphasis of what you're trying to get out of this spring is like for Cam Hart, the emphasis this spring was get healthy, show leadership by not yeah. being out there. You know, coach these guys up, look at the game differently, be involved in that way where you're now coaching up these guys as well. It's a great learning a tool for him, but it's not important for him to go out there and get a million reps and one-on-ones and team and stuff like that. That's a little bit different. Yeah. And just calling someone a returning player doesn't really speak about their resume either. You know, like it's like if a guy's a multi-year starter as a returning player, I care more about the fall. Like the spring is just kind of, you know, again, it's just like maintenance and attention to detail, that type of stuff. But for a guy that is, let's say he's a sophomore or junior, but like he might be stepping up into a big role this year. And maybe he didn't have it last year. Spring is very beneficial for like laying that groundwork to develop into that role. So it really, it really does depend, but it's different for every player. Yep. All right. Here's uh here's another one. This is an interesting one, right? Nathan Milton says, who is the twitchiest player on the roster? Wow. We're combining all positions. Yeah, that is a, Let's go pound for pound. Who's the twitchiest guy? Man, I, Man. I'll tell you who my five in the conversation are. Sure. As far as I can think of. Here's the five in the conversation for me. At linebacker, it's Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler. As yes. far as twitchiness. Yep. Uh, pre-injury, Jadarian Price uh, is one. Hmm twitchiest uh josh burnham yeah is one and boy oh boy oh boy pound for pound Bra- braylon tr- james is pretty twitchy braylon yeah braylon is in that conversation uh xavier watts is a little bit in that conversation i, I think jalen uh, sneed would be my answer jalen's yeah. pretty dang twitchy man <laughs> yeah he's not as fast as nolan ziegler i don't think it's yeah. close, but you talk about like just that first step, which is to me when I think twitchy, that's more of what I'm yeah. thinking about. He's got it. Like Will Fuller Twitch. was not twitchy. Yeah. He's not twitchy. Will Fuller had one of the slowest starts I've ever seen for a burner. Yeah. He, his first two steps are like, okay, but then it's like, oh my gosh, did you see that gear? Fuller yeah. was a gear guy. He was a second, third gear guy. Uh Whereas other guys are just like, man, that first step is crazy. Well, that that was the best thing. About, that was the thing that I loved most about. Like, you can go back and listen to like some of our film rooms on like Braylon James. That was the thing about that. Brian is like, for a six two and a half, six three dude, he gets off the line fast, man. I'm like, sheesh, that kid is twitched up, man. Like, he's a he's, if he's a, running he's a, a four four seven, right? He's running a four four seven from step one. I say that yes. hyperbolically, but you get the point yes. that I'm making. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, where Will Fuller was a he gains this he's gained speed guy, which is why so much of what Will Dud was post Dill did was posts and goes and yeah. you know stuff like that. That's why so Jordan, much of what he did was that. I think Jordan yeah. Batello's twitchy. He's another yeah. guy that's really twitched yeah. up. Yeah, Jason Onye I, for the D tackles probably takes the cake for me. 
in that regard. Yeah. Howard Cross yeah. is pretty twitchy, but he's a little undersized. You kind of expect that first step from him. Yeah. But he's he's got he's got a really nice first step burst. He really Yeah, does. I think Jalen Sneed would be my like just thinking about it, like Jalen's super twitchy, man. He's real twitched up. We had a next question from Rob Tidoff who says, Brian and Brian, do you think we will see less six feet and under quarterbacks in the NFL due to injuries? And more back to the traditional drop back gunslingers like Elway, Marino, and the best Driscoll. Are, are you seeing a lot of um, are you seeing a lot of injuries to guys? Uh, Kyler Murray's the one that keeps getting injured a ton, but I mean, other than that, like well, Russell Wilson's durable. Kid. Like, yeah. yeah. And as he said, I was incredibly durable. You know, I played through pain, so you know, I like Rob's <laughs> comment there. I, I, I caught that, Rob. I appreciate you, buddy. Um. I, can, you know, can but I here's the this? thing, but like, John Elway and Dan Marino both had a couple devastating injuries during their careers. Yeah. You know, oh, Dan Marino had not, the Achilles. Elway tore yes. his knee up really early in his career, and he was never the same athlete. You know, yeah. now in today's era, Elway would have been able to maintain that because the injuries that 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 made John Elway retire at 38 as opposed to playing until he was 43 were ones that today aren't as devastating. And 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 you know, but like if you go back and look at John Elway athletically, his first few years, I mean, he was a freaky athlete. Like yeah. He was he was he was Josh Allen 30 years before Josh Allen, 40 yeah. years before Josh Allen. And, and I would argue better than Josh Allen, but the starting style of play. John Elway was a different animal, man. I mean, he was so athletic, but uh, and of course, had that cannon for an arm. But then when he tore his knee up, he just he was still an athlete, but he wasn't the same kind of athlete. You know, right. I mean, like when you watched him running around in that first Super Bowl at 37 years old and you're like that, that's not the athlete I remember, man. You know, the, you remember the spin and all that. I mean, he was still a, a, an athlete for his age, but you're like that guy's that guy's got some tread on them tires, you yeah. know. And um, it's just the nature of where he played. But uh, I mean, and, injuries happen, man. It's just yeah, it's part I, of the I, game. I would say like so the injuries that were like the injuries that pop in my head, like Kyler Murray's one that definitely keeps getting banged up, and obviously he's only five ten and some change and two oh five or whatever he is now two ten whatever his weight's yeah. up to now. But, like, a lot of the athletic quarterbacks that are, like, most injury-prone is actually, like, Lamar, who's, like, 6'2 and a half, 215-plus. Right. Like somebody Cam brought Newton, up Tua, but, like, somebody brought up Tua, but Tua's injury had nothing to do with his height. Yeah. Had to do with him getting hit in the head. Now, you could say, well, a guy that's shorter is going to get hit in the head more. Sure. But wasn't his last one that was really bad, wasn't it get, it, it was his it was head hitting, driven into his the ground? In the ground. Yeah, right, and that's not that's not relative to size. Yeah. So, I Yeah. Uh, I I don't I I mean Russell Wilson for the most part was pretty durable until he got really to his durable. 30s right really wasn't durable. his first major injury in the th- his 30s has he had a major injury I, don't I mean it's like one. he played with one. it but he still yeah. remember he was banged up it what, was his second to last year in Seattle or his last year in Seattle yeah I think he I missed think some he, games you're right yeah, yeah. so um, he's um but he's like one of those guys man that despite him being 5'11 or whatever he is Russell Wilson is one of those dudes that knows how to protect himself you know yeah. like he knows how to protect himself even when he was running a lot more when he was younger he knew how to protect his body so yeah that's interesting that's good that's i mean you know i think rob i think we'll see the the shift that you're talking about happen but it'll be more stylistic not because of injuries it'll be more about style yeah. of play yeah. and yeah that's that's where i that's what i Stop. think that's what i think it'll cause it and and, and I mean, I, Rob, I don't think it's ever going to be like go back to the like when you say traditional gu- drop back gunslingers, like 
I think that body types are going to keep getting bigger, right? Like these more athletic dudes, like you're going to be like, wow, I want Josh Allen, right? Like I want a guys that right. look like that type but of I, dude. I, like, I put, I put them in that category. I think, I think, cause I think Josh Adams is, I think Josh Allen's a gunslinger. I, I do. I think he freelances. Oh yeah, he's a gunslinger. Lot. But I, I mean, yeah. like, but like, he's a drop back. But like, he's also an athletic dude. I mean, he ran for like seven hundred right. yards last but, year. You know what I mean? But <laughs> Josh Allen's are. I mean, Josh Allen is Josh Allen because he's. There's not a lot of people like him. Sure. You know, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes because there's not a lot of people like him. But everyone's going to try to find those guys. I get next. that. Like, that's going to be the that. archetype. I think what I think what because so I'm going to somewhat disagree with you, Ryan. And, and here's why I say that. Because I think a lot of teams are smart enough to know I can't beat you with that because there isn't that guy out there. But you know what I can find? I can find the next Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? I can find the next. Uh, the, 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 there's a greater chance that the next two drafts are going to have a Joe Burrow type than a Josh Allen type or a Pat Mahomes type or a Lamar Jackson type is my point. I have a greater chance of finding an Aaron Rodgers than I do the next Pat Mahomes. And, and what I mean by that is if you look at the history of NFL, there's a lot in the last 40 years, there's a lot more guys with similar, similar physical tools to what Aaron Rodgers had. Physical tools, Ryan, not mental tools and yeah. all that, but physical tools to Aaron Rodgers than John Elway. There's a lot more guys that had similar physical tools to Dan Marino than John Elway, right? So that's kind of where I'm coming from, I, I think, because you, you, you're not going to be able to find that next Josh Allen because – just those guys just aren't getting there's there's not that guy in the draft there will be teams that do look for that though but those are teams that suck there's a there's a team that's going to look at will levis and say that's my josh allen but that's why that team's always picking in the top 10 you know i mean that's that's the reality of it and and they'll feel the same way about anthony richardson although i think that's a little more legitimate one than will levis you know like i think will levis is more Jim Truckenmiller than he is the next Josh Allen. I could see Anthony Richardson being that kind of guy. The physical okay. tools are there, but that's why Anthony Richardson's considered a unicorn because there just aren't a lot of guys like him. You know? Yeah, I just, just feel like unicorns are becoming more of an yeah. thing you see. Like it's almost like I think Joe Burrow's like kind of becoming an outlier. Like there's not a ton of those guys that are just coming through that's like that's a more of a Peyton Manning archetype yeah. than like a I don't know. I just feel like that's kind of, but like, see, I, I kind of feel like, best, but yeah. I feel like that's who CJ Stroud is. That's who Bryce Young is. They're that type of player. Their bodies are a little different. But like think about it. If CJ Stroud stayed two more years in college, which is what Joe Burrow was, Joe Burrow was a fifth year senior, correct? Yes. I yeah. believe. Yep. yep if Joe, so that means CJ would have to play two more years to be at the same place that Joe Burrow was. You don't think that he would be on that level as a, as a college football player, you know, as a prospect. I think he would. And my point is there's just going to be more guys coming along like that. There's going to be more guys that are physically a Bryce Young, a CJ Stroud, a Joe Burrow physically. I, I guess I'm thinking it from a pl- I guess I'm thinking it from a play style perspective. Sure, I get that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm talking about the, the the things that you can't teach. Yeah. And that's what separates Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. You can't teach that. They're, they're just you, I can't teach sure. a guy that can roll to his left and throw the ball 55 yards over the top of the defense. I just you know I always loved it. I, I, you, you sit down with coach and like, yeah, well, you know, I watch this play on Saturday and I think we can implement that. And I'm like, okay, show me the play. And I'm like, dude, that quarterback threw the ball 60 yards. I have a freaking division three quarterback. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, look how well this play, that play worked because they allowed it to get 60 yards down the freaking field. Our, my receivers are running four sevens. It, you know how long it's going to take them to get that far down the field. Even if we had a quarterback that could throw the ball that far, 
you know, it's just like, you got to understand that that's a, it's a different animal, man. And uh, that's what makes those guys fun to watch. But, you know, Joe Burrow is a very different type of skill set than those guys. But, you know, to me, he's, he's got a chance to be every bit as good. If And some people would say he already is. I know people that think he's already better than Josh Allen. I don't watch enough NFL to have an opinion on that. I'm just telling you, like, it's you, a good, you, you it's read good that. Debate. You read yeah, that. Yeah, it's good debate. It's good yeah. debate. I, I I remember um, I forget who it was. It was a coach that had worked with Pat Mahomes. So I don't know if it was Andy Reid or if it was Cliff Kingsbury. Like I can't remember who it was, but he was. I think it was an NFL coach though that was talking to Pat Mahomes when he was a rookie, and he was like, "Okay, you're looking at this play right here. Where would you throw it to?" And he's like, he looked at it and he's like, "I throw the backside post," and the guy's like, "You would do what?" Like, why would you ever do the backside post? And then they did the backside post. He's like, oh, that's yeah. why you would throw the backside post because yeah. you can throw the backside post. Because you can do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, you got, it's, it's just, it's a nice problem to have. I've never had that problem as a coach. I never had that guy. So, yes. be nice. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Question for Rob Osgood, who said, what do I want to see? I want to see the improved passing game. I know the run game and the offensive line will be great, but the passing game, show me. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very fair comment. Very fair comment. Here's from Antoine Porsche Rideau. Antoine says, are we going to see starting receiver core of Merriweather and Colsey on the outside with Tyree in the slots? I wouldn't say that's going to be the starting lineup. I think Jaden Thomas is going to be the starter. I think Chris Tyree is a guy that you're going to want to get 30 snaps for, not 70. Yeah. More so. You know, he's going to play a bunch, but he's going to be more of a change of pace guy, in my opinion. That's that's what I think we'll see. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't skip. think we can just discount. We just can't discount what Jaden Thomas did right. last year. I mean, he was your best receiver by the end of the season. So right. he's going to play. No doubt. And he, and he brings a completely right different to. skill set to the table than what Chris does. And again, I don't think Chris is a 60 snap guy at any position. Yeah. In my view, so it's just a little bit different. Um, uh, Brent Smith, how serious is Lorenzo South's moving corner? We don't know yet, Brent. I mean, we've written some articles on it. I think they're. I think it's. I'll say this: it's a. It's not just a. Let's just see if he can do it, and we need him in emergency. I mean, there, there's there's legitimate thought going into this potential move. Very legitimate thought. Will it end up happening or not? I think that remains to be seen. I think that remains to be seen. Couple more, right? We'll get to here. Um, yep. Roger Dodger, our, our fellow, our resident USC fan. Thanks for being with us today, man. Roger says, "Do you think Malik Murphy will transfer from Texas? He looked good at the spring game. I mean, pro- I, maybe. I don't know. I think so. I, mean, yeah, I think Malik's going to realize. Look, man, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Whether you think I'm better than Arch or not, there's going to be a, a fear. If I'm him, yep. there's a fear that there's going to be some politics involved." That I've got to be so be. much better than than Art. Yeah, exactly. There's I got to be so much better than Arch to be the starter. I got to sit behind Quinn Ewers for at least another year, maybe two. Yeah, you know where he's got to start thinking like if I want to do this thing, I I'm gonna have to go somewhere else and do it. And uh, Malik's got a lot of talent. Malik's pretty raw too. I mean, he's, he's he goes massive, to a place where yeah, he's, he's got a big kid. arm. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. he's very raw, mechanically very raw, but uh, he, he did look good in that Texas game. And if you go to a place that's got a good quarterback's coach, I think that kid's got a chance to be a really good football player. Yeah. And, and nobody's talking, nope, like nobody was talking about Malik Murphy going in the spring. It was, it was Quinn and Brock. All. I mean, uh, Quinn and uh, Arch. Yeah. And now I'm just like, Mm-mm. there's a lot. I'll just put it like this. I guarantee you, there's a lot of Power Five coaches that are praying that what you mentioned, Roger, is what happens. Yeah. Oh man, I hope Malik Murphy well, jumps into the portal. Well, and can you imagine the reaction from Texas fans, Brian, if like it's the 2024 season before that and they chose Malik Murphy over Arch Manning? They would like, what? What are you doing, man? They'd be freaking out. So yeah, I think there's gonna be politics involved in that one for sure. There's definitely gonna be some politics. And those same fans are gonna be the ones when Malik Murphy goes somewhere else. Somebody mentioned Louisville. Let's say he goes to Louisville and he's throwing fourth. That you, I can't believe you chose Arch. Oh, you know, that's the reason why I've said. People say, you know, you need to run your site this way and run. I'm like, look, man, I'm gonna run the site the way I want to run it. And if people don't want to read or watch, I, I understand that. I respect that, but. If I'm going to do this and work 15, 16, 17 hour days, Ryan will tell you I'm texting him at three o'clock in the morning last night. Now, in fairness, I know that Ryan doesn't read those because he turns his phone off. So it's more for him to have in the morning. And it's just like, you know, um, I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it in the way that's fun. I'm not going to be able to do this for 30 years if I'm doing it the way that everybody else wants me to do it. Right. And, and so you, you're, there's nothing you're going to do that's going to make people happy. And there's, cause there's so many people out there like that, no matter what choice I make, mm-hmm. this person's going to find fault with it. So, you yeah. know what? I don't care. I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it. And if it works great, if it doesn't, somebody out there is better than me at it. And that's just the in, way it in, is. In my defense, I did text you back at like one in the morning. So you did. I was like, is your, was your daughter awake or something? Like what's going on, man? Yeah. yeah right. She woke up for a minute. She crawled okay. into the bed, man. I was like, what are you okay. doing, man? What yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't, I guess let's get these last couple, Ryan, um, that okay. we're going to get to before we get out of here. Here's okay. a good one from Tyler Smith, right? Tyler says, <clears throat> can you give me your top 10 favorite college football stadium universities that you have seen or would like to see? That's a good question. Well, let's say outside of Notre Dame. Cause that's obviously yeah. number one. I would like to see <laughs> Clemson at night. Well, I'll tell you where I've been. And yeah. then you can add to them if I miss something that you want to see. Sure. You did get that one right. I, Clemson is a is a great campus because he says Stadiums University. Some part of it's just like there's some I have on here that I think have really cool stadiums that I think their campuses suck. Yeah. Um, but and there's some campuses that have really cool campuses, but like Stanford has a really cool campus, and I think their their stadiums kind of blah, right. But um, Clemson has a great campus and a great stadium and i was there at night it was that rain game in 2015 so i'm looking forward to going back there again this year when it hopefully isn't raining this time uh, virginia has a gorgeous campus and a really cool little stadium it, it's not very big here's one that people are going to be surprised by wake forest has a really nice campus and a their, their stadium's really tiny but i love the layout of it because you've got basically two bleachers and then you've got like the athletic facilities on this side and then it's open on that side. Really cool little stadium, man. Really well designed, really pretty campus. Lots of trees around. Uh, North Carolina, gorgeous campus. Stadium's cool, but it's more about the, the the campuses. And like all the seats are like that, you know, Tar Heel blue. And it's it's a really cool, it's a really cool state camp, but a gorgeous campus. Uh Penn State's campus is not great, but their stadium is pretty awesome. I want to see the uh, whiteout game. That would be on my yeah, list. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Texas has a really cool, uh, stadium, really cool stadium. And a, uh, inside the outside is, is okay, but the inside's really cool looking and the campus is all right. 
Texas uh, and, is one that would be on my and list. And the last well. one on my list of just sh- that are that are more both that are definitely both. George has a really nice campus and a great stadium. That's a it, being inside the and, and here's the cool thing about Georgia too. It's an open press. Uh, uh, Georgia and North Carolina and Virginia are all open press boxes. Or no, That's I'm cool. sorry, Virginia and uh, Clemson, Virginia and Georgia are open press boxes. Uh, North Carolina is not, but that's what adds to that environment is at Clemson. We were outside. I mean, like there's no windows, right? It's just, it's yeah. open where we're sitting. And uh, luckily there was an overhang, so we didn't get rained on, but you know, you got a little couple miss when the wind would pick up, but the Virginia, it's an outdoor campus. It's an outdoor press box. And then the same thing with, uh, with Georgia, it was an outdoor press box, which I thought was awesome. Just because yeah. you could hear the noise, you could hear how loud it was. Like you could really take in the environment that I thought in a way that I thought was really cool, but the hedges and it's just like, man, it's, it's just really cool. It's a really cool yeah. campus. People yeah. there were awesome. Clemson's people were awesome too. They were great. I thought they were a lot of fun. Now here's three stadiums that I kind of like Ryan, but the campuses aren't very good. Michigan stadium's really cool. Campus, not so much. Florida state's campus, I think stinks, but their stadium is really cool. Doak's a pretty cool stadium. And I love, and this is more nostalgia, Ryan, but being inside the carrier dome was pretty, there's just not a view. There's just not a view in college football like that. Just the angle and just the whole thing. I thought that was pretty cool. And that's one we did together. So that's That's my, that's kind of my 10 of, of ones that I've been at that I think are, are pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you, you knocked out a couple, I mean, Penn state white game would be a whiteout game would be one for me for sure. Clemson running down the hill with something that I want to like to see. Virginia Tech, when they play, you know, when they play their, their song in the beginning there, that's pretty dope. I like that. Texas would be one. I think Florida, Gainesville is kind of a spot that I've always wanted to check out a little bit. Florida Stadium. So mm-hmm. it's a couple. It's a couple. Yeah. Ones. yeah. Um, some people mentioned Virginia Tech. I'm just not. I think Virginia Tech's camp, oh, is campus and stadium is a little overrated. I'm just. I, I just want that beginning. I want that. The, I want that. Very overrated, the, Ryan. Yeah. Very because oh, it takes them forever. You're like, okay, you know, get out here, guys. Like they start playing it, and then it just keeps going. You're like, where are they? When, when are they coming? I don't understand what the heck <laughs> is happening. Right? It's it's very overrated in person, in my opinion. I've been there twice now for games. I was there in 2018, and again in 2021, and both times I just thought it was overrated. Uh, just very over it. And I was bummed too. Cause I thought I felt the same way you do. I was like, this is going to be really cool. And then you're like, okay, yeah. this is lame. Kind of like the Clemson thing with the buses. Also very lame in person, very lame in person. Cause on TV, you know, they're cutting the different angles and it looks really cool. Yeah. But in person, you're just like, you're watching a bus drive up. Okay. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. Now they're off the bus. Oh, wow. They're getting off the bus. Now they're now, now the cool part was not the bus drive. It was, Watching them run down the state, yeah, run down run that down hill. hill. That's pretty awesome. That was pretty yeah. cool. That was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was really awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, those those are the ones for me, right? Those are the ones for me. Um, so uh, Andre Tonsil asked Ryan. He says, "Do you have power? Do you have your power rankings? What are your top twenty? You know, Andre, we don't have that right now, but we are going to do that this summer. Uh, what one thing that we're gonna do, Ryan and I are gonna do, and I don't know if we're gonna do it um, as part of the Irish Breakdown channel. It's gonna be on our site." But uh, it depends on how quickly we can get the Irish break, the CFP Nation uh, website launched. We're eventually going to have a CFP Nation website, and I'll do a lot of the content for that. But we are going to do some national college football stuff this summer. 
what we're not sure of what we're going to do of is are we like maybe like do it like a Wednesday or Thursday. What we're not sure of <clears throat> is if it's going to be a live show on this channel or a live show on CFB Nation. That's the only question. And I'm, right now I'm leaning towards doing it on CFB Nation, which is why y'all need to subscribe to that. So, you know, we'll do sort of a top 25 countdown. Uh, I'm going to start doing some some nightly things at some point in time when my voice recovers where I'm going to do sort of like some weekly quick hitters. Like they probably won't be live, but they'll be recorded videos that I publish at eight o'clock where make a little 10 minute talk, you know, a Driscoll rant on whatever topic, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, we, we will, we will release a, a top 25. We're going to have an IB top 25. It won't be a power ranking because power ranking kind of looks more at uh, my understanding is power ranking doesn't just look at, right now it's sort of a, a right now based on what's been if i remember correctly i'm not 100 sure on how that's calculated but uh it ours will be more of a projecting to the 2023 season now of course you have a view of of how what the team has done right and sure and i'll say this the only the only ranking that i know for sure for me is going to be georgia's number one because I don't care how many starters they lost. They didn't lose as much as they did the year before, and they were even better this year as a team record-wise than they were the year before. You sure. could argue if they were a better team or not. I mean, that's debatable, sure. But record-wise, the year before, they went 14-1. and This year, they went 15-0. and I mean, and that was after losing 15 guys in the NFL. That was just the guys that got drafted. And yeah. They had some guys that went undrafted. And I, it's just more of a personal opinion. <clears throat> Barring a unique circumstance where you have a roster and a coaching makeover kind of like what LSU did, but more so coaching. I mean, you know, the coaching's got to change too. I'm a believer, Ryan, that you're the champs until somebody beats you. That's especially true when you won back-to-back championships. So say whatever you want about what they lose, what this team has, whatever the case may be. This isn't just the SEC. This all college football. Georgia is going to rank number one for me until somebody beats them. And I don't think there's any other way that you can do it, in my opinion. If you're doing a true this season top 25, say, well, it's it's about this year, not last year. I understand all that, but that what are the uh, what what else are the rankings based on other than a projection, right? And right now, what I can project is based on I don't know. Last two years, I have a 29 out of 30 percent chance of getting it right that Georgia's going to win. You know what I mean? Um, you're the you're the champ. Still, somebody beat you. I'm just I'm a believer in that. And um, so they're my number one. After that, there's a there's going to be a fun debate on that, right? And you and I are going to yes. have it. We're going to have we're going to have that. So Andre, we will do that at some point, but we don't have it right now. Uh, we'll 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 have a show about that, just like we'll evaluate you know rankings and stuff and things that come out at those different times. So yeah, we'll we'll do all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted to to, to let everybody kind of know that, and um, yeah, we'll go there. And my wife is not here. I've already punished my entire tea. I, I got sick last night, just so everybody understands. And, you know, you feel like it. Appreciate some prayer. But about, I don't know, 530 in the morning, I woke up and I was, things were coming out of things that are supposed to be exit only, right? And uh, it jacked my throat up pretty bad. But, Ryan, rule number 76, no excuses, play like a champion. And I've canceled enough shows lately. I was like, look, it's going to hurt and it's going to sound like crap, but we're doing a show today. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I had, I had tea and honey in my tea and all that, but I've kind of punished that. So I'm just, this is just how I'm going to sound today. So I apologize to everybody, but trooper, man, trooper. at least the content was still good, even though I sound yes. like very white all of a sudden now that we're getting towards the end of the show. <laughs> 
So, but hey, uh, Irish Breakdown's my first, my last, my everything. So that's uh, and for any of you that don't know that, that's a Barry White song. So Ryan's like, I don't understand what that means. It's a Barry White. I song. know who Barry White okay. is. We well, may know who Barry White is, but you'll know a Barry White song. So, uh, yeah. Oh, anyway, so why don't you take us out of here, Ryan? Yep. Want to appreciate everybody again. A lot of talking points today. If you joining us late here in the in the podcast, go back and listen to some. Blue gold predictions. We also had some spring surprises. Did a little bit of a recruiting update, but also talked a little bit about the draft coming up tomorrow morning for the blue gold game. So make sure before you head out of here, hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast. Five-star reviews are always very much appreciated on your favorite podcast platform. We'll catch you all again tomorrow. We're going to have some intel on the board coming up here. Make sure you watch that. Now, Vince, intel later too. Make sure you're on the message boards for that. Make sure you're on the message boards for that at boards.irishbreakdown.com. From Brian, I am Brian. Thank you all again so much for joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.